Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Little Anime Podcast, where we talk about anything anime-related, games, movies, shows, anything anime-related we talk about. So before I get into our new section and then our main topic, um, I wasn't able to get uh, Denisha to join in today because um, we were going to continue on with the next two story arcs of Black Clover. So since she wasn't able to come today, I figure I'd talk about another anime that I finished, and we'll save that for when she is able to join us, especially since the next two story arcs, especially the Royal Nice Exam, is something she really, really wanted to talk about with you guys. So we'll just wait until she is able to come back before we uh, go back into Black Clover. So let's just get into our new section and then we can get into our main topic. So the first piece of news from CBR.com, this is off the top 10 most anticipated summer 2021 animes. Uh, I'll just go through the list real quick. Number 10 is Ida Dides in the Peaceful <clears throat> Peaceful Generation uh, apparently, um, let's see. Uh, this series takes place in the world where demons once ravaged the earth and were sealed away by the gods known as Edida, Eda Ten something. When demons escape from their seal, from their seal years later, a new group of these gods must rise to face them. Um, apparently, this anime is going to be produced by Mappa. Uh, you know, the one that's been doing the final season of Attack on Titan, one of the anime, the anime that I will be talking about today, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Zombieland Saga Revenge. Next is Higurashi, When They Cry. Apparently it's a part two, continuing on with the new adaptation of Higurashi that's coming out. Uh, so people look out for that, who's a, a huge fan of that show. Um, number eight, Kanajo Mo Kanajo... Uti. Uh, basically, it's a romantic comedy slice of life series as follows. Nagato Mayuki, a high school student who has finally woke up the courage to confess to his childhood friend, Saki, but ends up in a love triangle of a different sort when he is on the receiving end of confession himself by a girl named Nagisa and ends up with a second girlfriend with Saki's reluctant blessing. So... That's a pretty interesting premise. I think I talked about that show. But uh, next is The Detective is Already Dead. That one follows uh, a boy, Kuzuma, who has a special ability. Trouble always seems to find him no matter where he goes. But then because of this, he becomes entangled in real-life detective stories. Many years, years ago, before alongside a girl named Sieta. However, when she died at a young age, all that ended. Years later, he meets a girl who strikingly resembles her, and when trouble seems to brew up all around him again, he has to wonder if she might really be connected to the young detective he used to work with. So that's an interesting uh, premise, and you know, this is a fan for people who are into like mystery and drama and detective shows. So... Next one is the season two of Standing on a Million Lives. Um, I haven't watched the first season, so I don't even know. So the uh, apparently, uh, yeah, that's another one people are looking forward to the second season of that. Um, number five is how how realistic hero rebuilt the kingdom 
focuses on oh wait i think that's that's the title right there um there's another one i've actually seen the manga for it i haven't read it myself but it's a basically it's another izakai where this guy kazuma soma finds himself transported to another world uh but instead of becoming the hero he uh, rather, upon talking to the current king, he finds himself on the throne as the head of the country and engaged to the former king's daughter and, you know, are trying to rebuild the kingdom back up. So that's an interesting, you know, premise of that one. Number four is the honor student at a magic high school. Basically, it's a spinoff following the, we're seeing the story from uh, Miyuki's point of view. Uh, number three is My Next Life as a Villainess Season 2. That's definitely one I am looking forward to coming out since I did love the first season. Uh, number two is Miss Koyabayashi's Maid S. That's another one um, I was def- I'm was i definitely looking forward to since I, I did watch the first season when it came out years ago. And I, I can't wait for that. And then the time I got reincarnated as a slime, Season 2, Part 2 is number one. Uh, that people are looking forward to. So next at the hashtag show.com, Funimation officially announced that Josie the Tiger and the Fish will be coming to selected U.S. and Canada theaters on July 12, 2021 to July 14, 2021. This anime film will be both an English dub and Japanese audio with English subtitles, so you can choose which one you want to experience. Tickets will be on sale starting June 18th, so that's Friday um, as I'm recording this. Details on where and how exactly you can get these tickets will come later. So that's really um, coming out on the week of my birthday since I'm the 13th, so it's literally coming out like the days of my birthday, the day before, the day of, and the day after. So that's pretty funny. Next news from Deadline.com. This talks about some of the new animes we can look forward to. And one is The Witcher, Witcher, The the Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, which showruns an executive user, Lauren, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Um, next one is... Uh, what's it, do, 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 do. anime adaptation of Mark Miller's Super Crocs that's also getting one then there's um, that's really it yeah that's it uh, next piece of news from animatednewsnetwork.com the official website for the anime adaptation of Sakasaki Sak- Sak- and Maheo manga revealed the staff cast a new visual and the animation 2022 television premiere on Tuesday. Um person directing it will be Shinjo Siha. I can't say these names in my life. A person who did Fairy Tale, Log Horizon, and Talentless Nana will be directing the anime at Studio Dean. Um the composer is the person who did Super Lovers, Shodan Maid, and Tada Never Falls in Love. And the character designer is the person who did I've Always Liked You, The Moment You Fall in Love, and Our Love has been has always been 10 centimeters apart. And yeah, um, it, it's all 
here's a little synopsis of what the anime is supposed to be. It all started like a typical old school boy love plotline. A bad boy senior meets an adorable, awkward underclassman. One of them falls in love and so on and so forth. But although Mayao is a self-proclaimed boys love expert, he hasn't quite realized he is the one he is one himself, which means it's up to Sayaka to make sure their story has a happily ever after. So that's uh, interesting that that's getting an anime adaptation. Um, and last piece of news from Cylinder.com. This talks about the Yamazaki, uh, Yum, is it Yumazaki? Yumazaki, uh, Jujutsu Ito's Uzumaki. There we go. I can't say the name. Jesus in peace. Like Naruto Uzumaki. Uzumaki, uh, once again is getting delayed thanks to COVID, but they are working on for it. And actually, I do believe I saw updates of it on Twitter actually having an actual release date. Let me see if I can look it up. I believe it was like sometime in October. Yes, there we go. Uh, They released it a couple of hours after I found this one that it does, it it got delayed into, oh geez, October of next year. So it will still be another whole year before that comes out. It was, I think it was supposed to come out this year, but then got pushed back again because of everything. And then now it's being pushed back for another year. Um, since I'm already on Twitter, I'll just give out some quick ones that also came up. Um, Netflix launched Beastars Anime Season 2 outside of Japan on January 15th, so people can look forward to that. And there was one more thing that Anime News Network did. It was about Demon Slayer. I think it was talking about, oh yes, here we go. The Demon Slayer film sells 486,000 discs on its first day of home video release. That is more than any other title that has sold even in a full week this year. So people in Japan apparently already have the Demon Slayer movie out on, I guess, DVD and Blu-ray and whatnot, and it's already sold almost 500,000 uh, copies already so that is amazing but then again that Demon Slayer movie is very very good so for people who still have not seen it I definitely definitely recommend go watching it it is so good and that's actually another thing I have to talk with Denisha next time we get her back on um, she did say she was planning on seeing the Demon Slayer movie when we did our first episode on Black Clover so I need to see how she felt about it and if she really, if she fell for Rengoku, like I thought, like maybe I hope she would, like most people did, because oh my god, that movie. But uh, we are not talking about Demon Slayer or Black Clover, like I said in the beginning, and if you heard the opening credits, today we'll be talking about, um, I won't talk about the whole series, because last time I did that for Demon Slayer, took me freaking two hours, so we'll be splitting this in half, I'll be talking about, since it is a long series, it's 24 episodes, so I'll be talking about the first 12 episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen, um, and then next time, if the, let's say Denisha doesn't come back next time, then I'll do the next 12 episodes. But um, maybe 12 or 13. I forgot which one was the good stopping point. 
Actually, I think 13. So I'll talk about the first, thir- I've seen everything. I've seen the whole series. So um, I think I'll start, I think I'll end at 13. I think that's the really good stopping point, really. So, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, like I said, this is a, a series that was done by MAPPA. Um, it's another Shonen series that, um, that uh, basically to join the, you know, the roster of Shonen, but this one really, really got the hype, and a lot of people were saying this is basically the anime of the year, so of course, I did not want to watch it in the beginning. I was planning on watching it, but I didn't want to watch it during the whole hype, because for me personally, I feel like that just, like, it makes it seem like, oh, it's going to be amazing, this and this, and then you watch it, you're like, oh, that's all that happened. So I like going into shows with my own expectations and not really on the hype of other people because I feel like for me that ruins the show and the experience. I like watching it when I feel like watching it, when I'm ready to watch and I'm ready to really absorb and figure out what's going on. Right into it. Uh, But before we do that, we should actually get into what this world is. Basically, it's like an everyday Japan. But the thing is, there are these things called curses that go around, you know, either someone could cause a curse or, or in this case, a lot of curses are caused by the emotions that people give off and then they manifest into sentient beings and they, um, you know, cause mayhem and are like the result of like a lot of the disappearance and deaths in the world in this universe. So, but then we have these uh, people who go around exercising these curses and, you know, trying to minimize the damages that they cause, which are the Jujutsu Sorcerers. So we jump in, we meet our main protagonist, uh, Yuji Itadori. He, at first, is a regular high school student who is in his... uh, occult club you know they research you know supernatural phenomena that happens and then um it's pretty funny at first you know him and his friends his uh, class the club mates are enjoying you know reading this article when I think like the student council president walks in and he's like oh you guys don't doing anything with this club you need to get out and evacuate get this room to someone who can use it and he they're like no we are doing things you just you know just want to kick us out you think we're not like one of the sports club and we're not uh contributing to you know the school in that way but then he turns and he's like well you guys don't even have the three members to remain as a club so you need to disband anyways and it's funny because then the two classmates turn to him to Isidori and they're like wait because they they're pretty much all the ones who invited him to join so they're like wait you didn't he, he you didn't sign up for the club what the heck and now he's like no no I did I swear I did and then uh the track teacher comes up and pretty much says uh oh I'm the one who changed your form you need to join the track club you're wasting your talents and it's just like what the heck and it's funny because you know Isidori's not really that phased by because he didn't challenge just the track coach hey if I win this event uh you have to let me stay in my occult club and if I lose then I'll join the track club but then you see the student council president pretty much is like oh I can't deal with these people and he's like should a teacher really be in 
forcing a student to join a club he doesn't want to just for your own benefits and it's just like really funny so then um before we get into that we meet another character which is Miyu Miyuki Fujigoro <clears throat> who you find out is actually a student uh or like I guess you could say a first level sorcerer and he's looking for this cursed object that's when we find out that most schools keep a cursed object there and how strong it is if a, if a cursed object is really strong it can um, ward off other curses from the area but over time as it gets weak and weak I guess if it's really strong it then the curses think that a powerful uh, actual curse is there you know, as it like that's their territory, so they don't want to go near it. But as years goes by and these, I guess, the barrier or seal gets weaker, that's when the curses, I guess, realize, oh, it's not an actual curse; it's just a cursed object giving off the presence. And oh, then it it actually does the opposite effect and then draws in more curses to it, so that they can um absorb the cursed object and become stronger. So he is looking for it, but at first he's unable to find it. So he's looking through the school and. That's when he runs into uh, Yuji and the track coach doing their uh, test. That they're throwing a shot put ball, and you know the coach does it pretty well. And he's like, "Huh, you can't beat that. You might as well just give up and just join the track club." And Itadori's pretty much like, "Oh, I can just throw this however I want, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, totally." And chucks that thing like it was a paper ball, and slams into the soccer goal bending one of the sides i forgot how many meters he said he was and he was like oh i guess i won and everyone's looking like what well we're all looking like what the hell just happened and he is basically that's when one of the i guess his uh cult members is like oh he's was really known back in uh, middle school for his strength and you know he's really really strong he's like stronger than the average person and you know then he um is like, oh, uh, is uh, uh club stuff done for the day? They're like, yeah, yeah. Then he's like, okay, go. I'm gonna go visit my grandpa who we meet in the beginning of the episode is really sick and is the hospital. And you know, at first you seem he seems kind of like a like a terrible grandfather yelling at him telling well not terrible but you're kind of yelling at him and basically telling him hey you need to don't worry about me just focus on your clubs and we kind of figure out why he was so tough on him and like him joining a club and whatnot because then he uh goes there which is funny because at first he walks by uh Fujiguro and he senses the cursed object and he's like hey wait can I need to talk to you but by then Yudori is already half is like halfway down the street and then there's one of the students comments like oh yeah he can run like something something miles in like two point seconds and then he's looking like what so then you know he gets to the hospital and you know his grandfather's like what are you even doing here you need to be at the club and then he's like i was just at my club club ended that's why i'm here and he basically was like listen I was a terrible man. Um, I'm here pretty much on my deathbed. And, you know, you see how no one is coming to visit me except for you. And he's like, I don't want that for you. I want you to enjoy life, make friends. That way, when it's your time, you'll have, you know, people around you who uh, want to be there for you and, you know, pretty much have pretty much have the friends and families and loved ones at your side at, you know, when it's your time to go. Um, 
And then, you know, at first he's like, what are you talking about, Grandpa? And But then he turns around, and it was just so random. <coughs> oh, my God, excuse me. <coughs> it was, like, really random, just so sudden. You know, he's talking, and then he turns, and he's still talking. Then he stops, and then Itadori is like, hey, Grandpa, what's up? And then he calls the head, not the head, like the main office and like the or the head table and the nurses are like oh what's going on is he okay and and literally he says um my grandpa just passed away he's dead and you're like whoa what the hell because you would think in like a show like this especially for shonens he's he'll be like the character he'll be the character that um the main character goes back to for advice and you know if a new situation comes up he'll go there you know talk to him they'll fight but you know he'll get away with it he'll you know walk away with it with like good advice for whatever situation he's in no he just he ends up just dying right there and it's just like oh my god so, you know, he's there. He's not really crying. I guess he can't really process what's going on. That's when Fujigoro meets him and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry to, um, you know, spring this on you after you just losing your family member, but I need to talk to you. I need that cursed object you found. And at first, Jadori's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. And he's like, the thing, he pretty much shows him the picture and he's like, this, I'm looking for this. And he's like, oh, yeah, I found that. Um, and he's like, I need that right now. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, but he pretty much like, oh, well, I don't have the actual whatever was in it. I just have the box. My uh, occult members have the actual item. They were planning to unravel it today to figure out what it is. And he's like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. And he's like, why? What's going on? And he's like, basically, your friends are about to get killed. And he's like, wait, what? That's when we turn back to the occult members and they're trying to open it up. At first they have trouble doing it, but then uh, they are finally able to unravel it. And it's this pinkish red finger with really long black fingernails. And you're just looking like, what the hell? And before they can even react, the lights, the candle that they were using to like fill the air with the ambiance goes out and then you see curses popping up from the walls uh pretty much trying to attack them and get the finger that's when he explains oh this is a really um powerful curse object it's from this pretty much the king of all curses uh sukuna um he is so powerful that he attracts other curses to him that's why he was there to retrieve it but if they are able to unravel it they would just get attacked by curses trying to you know devour it and they could get killed in the process so when they do get to the school he senses the presence of you know the curse object and the curses so he tells Fujigoro tells uh, Itadori hey you need to stay here I'll go in and deal with the situation um at first Itadori's like uh yeah okay and Fujigoro goes and he, uh I should also say this like all these just sorcerers have unique ways of fighting and dealing with curses especially with with um their curse energy which is what they use to fight curses and uh with fujiguro he's able to summon these shikigami which are like pretty much like uh demons he can control the fight for him since he's not really a close range fighter like itadori which we find out later so he'll use that to track down the curses and the curse object and, you know, Itadori is kind of torn. He's like, no, this isn't right. They shouldn't die like this. This isn't a proper death for them. 
So what it looks like when um Fuji Girl finally meets up with them and finds them and they're pretty much about to be devoured by the curse. Idori comes crashing through the window and um you know starts beating up the curse, but which is pretty amazing itself. Cause there even the Fuji Girl is looking like, how is he able to do that? And you know, he pulls off his friends away and Fuji Girl is able to, you know, defeat the curse and it's funny because he turns to him and he's like, weren't you afraid? Weren't you scared? And he's like, oh yeah, I was, but I didn't really have time for that. I had to help them or they would have died. And he's just like, oh, okay. And that's when the finger is about to fall out of the girl's pocket. Fall, fall out of the girl's pocket. He grabs it and he's like, oh, is this what you're looking for? And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I need. Um, He's like, okay, here you go. And right before he can pass it to him, another pop, bigger curse comes crashing through and Fujiguro pushes him in, out the way. But then he ends up getting uh, captured and pretty much just getting tossed around by this curse. And he's, on, he's so badly beat up, he's unable to maintain his Shigigami and it looks like he's about to be killed when uh, Itadori jumps in, starts beating up on the curse, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, but then he's like, "You," he's screaming, you don't have any curse energy. You're not doing any damage to it. And and it, it's like the curse is trying so hard to eat the finger. And, you know, he's just like, oh, well, if I just need curse energy to... Uh, to defeat this and by eating and then when he tells them oh they can gain energy by eating these cursed objects he's like well then i guess i'll have to eat this uh thing and he's like no don't do it and he does end up eating it and he's just like oh god this is really really bad it's really poisonous he has a 99 percent chance of dying but we later on we find out that that one percent of him living is still not good either because he does end up you know eating it and not dying and he's able to defeat the curse so he's just like okay but of course like i just said that one percent of him living was not good either because now he is being controlled by sukuna and it's pretty hilarious he you know he's like oh i'm back i'm back and he's rips up uh, Itadori's shirt, which is something he really he does a lot whenever he takes control of Itadori's body. He is always shirtless or tries to be shirtless for some reason. I don't know. I guess he's more comfortable that way, which is weird because in the space uh, place he's at, he's always in like this weird, not weird, I think he's like in like a kimono or a really fancy one. So it's like, what's the whole deal of you just always ripping off Itadori's shirt and being shirtless? I don't get it. But, you know, he's like, yes, I'm back. And, you know, he's just spilling off these things, all the women and children, all the people I'm gonna be able to kill and eat. And it's just like, oh, God, what did we, what's going on? What are we gonna do? And before he can even do any of that, he is pulled back by Itadori's body. And then he's looking, he's like, how did you, how are you doing this? And he's like, what do you mean? This is my body. You can't just take my body and do what you want. And he's like, I don't have full control of this body. He somehow is able to suppress me to the point he's still in control. I'm only able to do certain 
he's only able to control, I guess, like a certain amount of his body or a certain percentage, which I guess, I mean, they don't really say how much, but it's not strong enough to where he has full control. So he is really confused and even Fujigoro is like, um, I don't know what to do, but at this point, you're pretty much a curse object and you need to be exercised, which is funny because this is something I did forget to mention the very first thing we see when we start the first episode is we see Itadori all tied and bandaged and he has like these talismans around him I guess to like stop him from coming out and pretty much you see another character uh which we do properly meet in the second episode pretty much telling him Yuji Itadori you are going to be executed so we do end up meeting this person, which is Satoru Gojo, who we find out is a teacher at Jujutsu Tech, and I guess you could say is Fujigoro's teacher. And of course, he's pretty much a pretty laid back character. He's always like the comic relief and seems like the type of person who never takes anything seriously. So you know he gets there and Fujigoro's like, where the hell were you? And he's like, oh, I was getting this really rare dessert and he's looking like I was here fighting for my life about to die and you were here getting sweets so you know he pops up and he's like oh um you know Fujigoro explains the situation to him like hey wait um he might look like you know all that but he's he's still in control he he has full control over the uh, Sukuna and he's like oh really and he tells Isidori hey um let him out for like five seconds. I want to test something. So he's like, oh, okay. Not even like a second guess of like, if I switch, we'll be able to switch back. He's like, yeah, okay. They switch and literally they fight for like five seconds, causing even more damage to the area. And then he's like, okay, five minutes up. And he's like, okay, I'm back. What's up? And he's like, oh, interesting. So you are able to suppress him. Very, very interesting. So, um, uh, Gojo knocks uh, Itadori out and he turns to Fujiguro and is like, Hey, uh, what do you want to do with this kid? Do you want to just execute him now or should we, you know, wait? And he, uh, which is pretty funny because this whole time Fujigoro was like, Listen, my job is not to save people, it's to defeat these curses. There are times where defeating the curse is more priority than saving the people's lives. And that means there will be casualties, but it's better than letting hundreds and hundreds of people die. But in this moment when he sees Yuji and hearing that he is about to be killed, he's like, no, please save him, help him. And which is a huge, you know, flip of his character. So that's when uh, Yuji wakes up pretty much where we first meet him in this weird area chained up and Gojo's pretty much telling him like hey the elders of the Jujutsu world pretty much want you dead since you are you know Sukuna's vessel which they do kind of call him that they don't really a lot of the elders don't really uh call him by his name they just call him Sukuna's vessel they're like listen you are way too powerful the curse you have is way too powerful um, they want to execute you as soon as possible, but he's like, um, I was able to postpone that. Um, he's like, personally, even if the, he's like, listen, even if we killed you now, 
uh, we would still have to deal with Sukuna since, you know, there are multiple fingers of his that would just draw in more curses. And he's like, oh, okay. It's like, if you just eat all the, if you absorb all the fingers and absorb all his power um, so that he is whole and, you know, there's no more remnants of him left, then we'll execute you with him and you'll be able to save, not save the world, but pretty much help uh the load since he is a very powerful spirit and pretty much like the cause of all curses so they were like listen um yeah you could do that and he's like oh okay that's not a big deal i just need to eat uh the 10 fingers and that'll be done right and he's like oh not exactly you actually need to eat 20 and he's like 20 he's like yes he actually had four arms so he had four arms with five fingers. So he's like, yes, there are 20 fingers in total. So you need to consume all the other 20 fingers. That way, when Sukuna is whole, we will be able to exercise the both of you and deal with this huge threat. So he pretty much tells Itadori, hey, um, it's your choice what you want to do. You can either be executed now or you can help us solve this huge problem and then we'll execute you, which is a huge like, what can he do at this point? He either is to be killed right away or he can help pretty much seal this king of curses forever with his death. So at first he doesn't give an answer because the next day he goes to collect his grandfather's ashes and by hearing you know the words of his grandpa and all the things he said to him he's like you know what if i can help cause help prevent any more unnecessary deaths that's what i want to do so he's like okay i will join you all i will collect these 20 fingers and then you can execute me and you know, do that. So at that point, Gojo had his finger and he gives it to Itadori and he takes it right away. At first, it looks like maybe Sukuna's power is getting stronger and he's about to take over uh, Itadori. But afterward, he just jumps back up and is like, oh, that was disgusting. And pretty much is um, still in control. So, uh, sorry, I was reading, I kind of forgot what happened next. Uh, I thought that was the next, but they meet the girl, but no. He actually meets the principal of Jujutsu Cast and is like, hey, uh, we need to, you need to go to an interview and see if the principal will approve you or not. And he goes there and the teachers, which is pretty creepy at first because you see him pretty much like playing with these and like fixing these dolls, which we find out that his ability is able to uh, create these things they call, uh, oh God, what is it? Something corpses, which pretty much are like dolls that he can control to fight for him so he like is pressing Itadori like hey what's your whole reason for doing this uh why are you why should you care what's going on in the world you should just you know uh, sacrifice your life and just be done with it and he's like no I want to save people and you know but he's like oh so you're just doing this because someone told you that's not a real reason to risk your life because he's like listen this is not a this is not a fun job this is not a rewarding job this is a very gruesome job there are going to be things you'll have to do that will go against your morals there are things you'll see that will traumatize you for life and at the end he says you will come 
and there's like he's like there are chances that you will be killed and when that happens you will um I did not mourn for his death but you'll have regrets really he's like you'll die with regrets you won't have the fulfillment you think you're looking for but he's like no he's like no that's not um that's not it he that's when he was like I want to live without regrets of he's like even if that's true if I'm able to seal away this powerful spirit that can pretty much put an end to all this he's like I would rather do that than continue having his fingers around the world and you know causing more trouble especially since he's like listen you don't even know if there's another person out there in the world who can suppress him like I can this is something only I can do so I'm going to do it and he's he's just like okay I like that uh welcome to Jujutsu Tech and this is pretty funny because the whole time he has one of his curse uh corpses pretty much fighting him beating him up which is hilarious because it's literally like this little doll and it's just beating the life out of him. It's so funny. So that's when we, uh, he, you know, is introduced to his, um, he gets his own room and he, you know, meets back up with Fujiguro again. And he's like, all right, you two come with me. We got to go meet the first, the uh, last third year to join, which we do find out that in this school, it's not a huge, huge school where there's like multiple students. It's a very small school and, <laughs> Only people of very good skills and recommendations that would come here. So you literally could have like a class of just three or four people, which we do for the first year. So we have now we have Itadori, we have Fujiguro, and then we meet Kuza, Kuza Saki. Yeah, Kuza Saki. We, uh, that's when we meet our guest, quote unquote, token girl of the show. Um, she is our first uh, country girl. So she comes and she's amazed by the city lights and all the people there so you know she meets up with them and they are like also each door gets his um, uniform too because all of them have uh, very unique uniforms that they wear so Itadori and um, Kuzasaki go and to- uh, Gojo tests them like, hey, let's go. We're going to go to this uh, curse building. Uh, you guys need to defeat the curses that are there and pretty much, you know, free it up of the curses. So, you know, they both go in. But before that, um, Gojo gives Itadori this uh, sword, which is, I guess, empowered with curse uh energy since he has no way of really controlling his yet so he's like hey use this to fight so you know they both go in at first they kind of have a bit of a tiff between each other (coughs) oh i'm sorry excuse me she is like listen you stay downstairs i'll go back upstairs and then we'll meet in the middle that'd be faster they get off a really wrong foot and then each dory does encounter a spirit and is quickly able to take it down, which we do see his fighting prowess. He is very, very skilled, even though he has no way of controlling his cursed energy yet. He's very skilled and like uh, an agile that his, I guess, fighting abilities are pretty, uh, pretty good. Which is another thing we find out that he's very in tune with his soul, which I guess some people think is one of the reasons why he is so physically strong than the average person. But then we meet uh, Kuchisaki, who should Ooh, I can't talk. She um uh, comes into this room filled with all these dolls. 
Alright, sorry about that. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, she comes into this room that's filled with these dolls, and um, at first you think, oh, she's being really cocky and confident, so you think she's gonna mess up, but she does end up taking down the spirit pretty quickly. If you do see her ability, she's able to, she uses these hammer, she uses a hammer and she uses these nails, like, embedded with or surrounded with her cursed energy, and with that, she's able to like draw out and destroy curses like that. So, you know, she thinks she's pretty much done when she senses, when she hears something, and it's a little kid. So she's like, oh, okay, come on, let's get you out of here. And as she turns away, a uh, spirit comes through the wall, grabs the kid, and is threatening to kill it, kill the kid if she doesn't, I guess, surrender, which she does uh, realize, like, hey, not all curses are just mindless. Uh, creatures going around just attacking anything that it sees. And it's like, no, this one is intelligent. It's using the kids out of hostage. So at first she does uh, have the mindset that most sorcerers have and is like, listen, like, well, not like to herself, um, I could either surrender, but then that'd get me and this kid killed, or I could, you know, sacrifice a kid to save myself and kill this curse. So you think she's going to do it, which I was like, holy shit, she, like, oh my gosh. And um, and you think she's going to do it, but she doesn't. She drops her weapons and it's like, all right, I'm, I'm unarmed, leave, drop the kid. But of course, the curse is not doing that. And when it looks like he's about to like slit the kid's throat, Itadori punches through the wall and he's like, oh, I, I missed. It's just pretty funny. He searches around for it and he's like, oh, I guess I missed the curse. And he punches through the wall, slices, and he comes through the curse looking about to kill a kid. He slices off the curse's arms and hands and he grabs the kid and, and then the curse is like, oh crap, I have nothing else to use as a bargaining chip, so he tries to run. That's when um the arm that he leaves behind, the girl uses it. Kind of like, her abilities is kind of like that of like people use for like voodoo dolls so she uses that and like strikes it that uh <coughs> i guess embellits the whole curse and her curse energy killing it uh there's a funny scene right after that when she looks at itadori and it's like how did you do that and he's like what how did you punch through a wall people can't do that and he's like well it wasn't reinforced or anything she's like that's not the point you shouldn't be able to punch through a wall period um so, you know, they get through that and they, um, we do see a flashback of hers where she meets this girl named Sayori, who, um, came to her village one day or her town, but then was ostracized by the locals because she was from Tokyo. And before, um, being driven away, she, she convinced her to enroll in Jujutsu Tech and moved away from the town. So, you know, after that, they all go out to eat to celebrate their first, I guess, assignment. But it's pretty much not all that great because a month later, 
the three sorcerers are dispatched to exercise a cursed womb at a detention center, which is pretty funny because the way it does it, does it like kind of like a law and order thing, like where it's like, oh, on such and such day, uh, this thing popped up and, you know, these three uh, sorcerers were set out to deal with the situation, but one of them ended up dying in the end, which is pretty interesting. So it's like, oh, kind of much giving us a preview of what's supposed to be happening next. Uh, so that's when the next episode where Yuji, Fujiguro, and Kurosaki go to, they go to the detention center and they, you know, they sense this really powerful, um, they're like, yeah, this thing is really going to be really powerful. If it uh, hatches, it'll become a special grade, which that's when we find out that there are special levels of, the, they have levels depending on how powerful the uh, curses are. It goes from four to one, and then special grades are like super powerful, which you need people like Gojo to defeat. So four is the weakest, while one is the strongest. And then, you know, that's when they uh, find out, they're like, oh, they're like, listen, if this thing still is not hatched, you three will be able to defeat it. But if it has, you need to get out of there, abort the mission, and, you know, think about yourselves. Because nines out of ten, the people who are in there are probably already dead. So, you know, and then we see um, this woman is crying because her son is still stuck in there. And this really gets to Itadori. He's just like, oh, crap. The person who is there, he's not a Jesus sorcerer, but he gets he works for them. Kind of like their taxi. Well, not, yeah, kind of like their taxi and pretty much driving them wherever they need to go. You know, boxes that for me to Dory, you know, seeing how young he is. And, you know, it's like, oh, I really hate that you kids have to go in there, but there's no one else available who can go. <clears throat> So Itadori is like, yeah, let's do this. We're going to save everyone inside and deal with this situation. So they uh, get in using Fujigoro's uh, Shikigamis. Um, so, he you know, they get in. But when they do get in, that's when they are inside of this. Um, <clears throat> they, um, do, 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 what was it? Oh, right. They get in and then it looks like a, he calls it a, domain expansion but it's not complete that's when they're like oh this is really he's like this is really really bad uh we need to get out of here but but they turn around and the exit is gone <sighs> so they're like oh no how are we supposed to get out of here but he uh, reassures them like hey my shikigami uh, was able to sense the entrance the exit so he'll be able to find a way out of here even if it's not in front of us anymore. So they're like, okay, that's good. They keep on walking and they come across another room where they see pretty much three, well, they identify it's like, oh, that's gotta be like three bodies merged or mixed into one or one big old hall. We see one person who is pretty much down, gone from the waist down. Uh, Itadori checks the name on the person, and it's the name of the the of the woman's son who was outside crying for him, and, you know, hoping they could get him out. And they're like, "Oh man, we were too late. He's already dead, along with the other two people." So he's like, "Um, <clears throat> we need to at least bring the body so that she has something to, you know, mourn over." And of course, this gets with the girl like, "What are you crazy? We don't have time to be." moving around a body 
this is really serious. We need to get out of here. And he's like, no, we can't do that. That that's that's wrong. Uh, and as they're fighting, uh oh my god, I can't remember her name. Her name was probably the hardest for me to remember. Kujisaki. There we go. So Kujisaki is like, listen, you idiots, we ain't got time for this. And this huge hole or portal pops up between her beneath her and sucks her in and the two boys are looking like what the hell just happened where'd she go and as they're looking at each other you see this oh my god that was so creepy this creepy braided what i don't know what the hell that was it's like just in the middle of the both of them just grinning so maniacally and just oh my god that freaked me out and i was like holy shit what the hell was that <coughs> So, you know, they're both frozen in fear because they sense this power. They're like, oh, no, it hatched. It's at a special grade level now. They both are, like, pretty much frozen in fear and they can't move. But then Itadori's like, no, I have to try. I have to try. And he takes out the uh, sword that he still has and he swings it. And he thinks he's gotten it because you see blood. But then it turns out that that wasn't the monster's blood. That was Itadori. It's in the quick second that he flung the sword at it. It cut off his arm. Well, it cut off his hand with the sword, breaking the sword as well. So, you know, they see that uh, Isidori realizes what happened. He's looking down and his hand is gone and there's just blood everywhere. And Fujigoro is turning pale, pretty much like we are so dead right now. Uh, we turn to uh, Kujisaki, who is just surrounded by like these demon heads and they're trying to kill her. So she's like, oh, here we go. And, you know, she's taking down her opponent. So... At this point, both Fujigoro and Itadori are like, listen, we are, we need to find um, Kusasaki and get the hell out of here. Um, but then that's when they realize like, this thing is not going to let both of us leave. So he's like, listen, Itadori's like, listen, you need to, uh, <coughs> Excuse me. He's like, listen, you need to get out of here. Um, I'll try to hold it off as long as I can. Once, and he's like, listen, give out a signal. Once you found a uh, Kusasaki and you both are out of there, then I'll let Sukuna out and let him deal with this and let like use his power to defeat this thing. He's like, no, what are you crazy? You'll be killed before you can even get to that point. And he turns and he's like, listen, it's going to be okay. I got this. He's like, good. You need to find her and get out. He's like, oh, okay. So he starts running and, you know, he finds her. She pretty much is like spent all her uh, nails. She has no more nails. And she's about to be eaten by these cursed spirits when Fujigoro saves her. Which is funny that I should have mentioned when before they could sense the, the, when she uh, goes, swimming or goes falling into that portal Fuji girl's like that's impossible Hishigigami should have sensed uh presence and then you see it pretty much mangled and dead crushed into a wall so he only has one of his uh dog Shigigami is left he does have a bird and a frog which he does use the frog to save her um which is a pretty funny scene because she's like oh man like i was about to be eaten but this is just as bad because i hate frogs and he's like listen don't complain we need to get the hell out of here um 
So, you know, they do end up getting out. But before that, we turn back to Itadori, and he is pretty much trying to hold this thing off, but he is losing, sadly. He's just getting pushed back more and more, and it looks like he's about to be killed. Even, like, his fingers on his other hands are pretty much burned off, and he's barely holding his own, and kind of, oh, that was a really sad thing. He, like, breaks down. He's like, no, this is not how I wanted this to end. I didn't want to die like this, which he does, like, flashback to him telling the principal, like, I'm not going to die with regrets, and he is basically just falling apart, regretting, like, no, I had so much I, I wanted to do before this ended. Then he pulls himself together, and at the last minute, he does, does like, a quick surge of cursed energy to his hands, but still not enough to defeat the um, enemy. That's when he senses, when he hears the howling of one of, she, of uh, Fujigoro's dogs, that he's like, okay, that's a signal, and he switches to Sukuna, and at first, Sukuna is not as cooperative as he thinks, because he find out he's pretty mad that he's not able to get full control of Itadori's body. So some of the, most of the time, she's like pouting and really mad, and he's like, "Listen, he's like, if you ever let me out, I'm gonna make your life a living hell, kid. I'm gonna kill everyone around you." But he realizes that if he tries to attack people that he is. Uh, friends with he'll immediately switch back that's one of the things he realizes is when he switches into uh, Itadori's body he's like ah oh, I'm back and I'm gonna make your life hell kid he's like oh, okay first I'm gonna kill your friends and whatnot but he's like oh wait he's like no if I do that if I myself do it he'll just switch back but he's like oh he turns to the cursed spirit and he's like, hey, uh, team up with me so that we can go and kill this kid's friends. Of course, the uh, cursed spirit is not that much intelligent. So he's like pretty mad that this thing is like he's not taking him seriously and tries to attack him. So he ends up like, so Sukuna ends up, you know, defeating it. Well, fighting it at first because then he's like, he's healing um, Itadori's injuries. You know, he grows back the arm that got cut off. And it's funny because he looks and he's like, god damn it, I didn't mean to do that. Uh healing this kid and then he uses his other hand which was pretty much all the fingers were burned off and heals that one he's like god damn it i did it again so you know he's pretty much telling the spirit like hey you're an idiot you should have joined me pretty much like toying with it and then at the end uses his domain expansion expansion to trap the spirit in it and kills it instantly that's when we find out that the reason why it was so strong that it to devoured one of his fingers so he's like okay i'll take that devours it and he pretty much tells like go see Itadori like hey come on switch back already i know you're gonna do it and but for some reason Itadori isn't able to maybe he's too spent to do it or maybe his spirit was broken too much when he thought he was gonna die but this is happy happy news for Sukuna because as soon as you know Fujigoro is able to send Fujisaki away to you know get her medical help Sukuna comes Brushing out, and he's like, "Hey, kid," and he's like, "Oh crap! What are you doing here? Where's Itadori?" And he's like, "Oh, he's not coming out for some reason. I guess he was too scared, and I guess his spirit got broken. So now I'm control of this." And he's like, "Just to make sure that he t literally again <coughs> rips off his uh, Itadori's clothes or his shirt, uh, jacket, whatever that was, and literally goes through and." 
tears out Ichidori's heart and just tosses it away. And he's like, listen, I, I, I don't have to survive on that, but that kid does. So if he even tries to switch back, he'll just die instantly since, you know, his heart's not in there anymore. So Fujigoro is like, oh, crap, this is the worst thing that could happen. He's like, so he's trying to, like, fight Sukuna. <coughs> And convince him that he does need his heart to survive, to uh, you know, so that he could save Itadori. But he's being he is very, very outmatched, and Sukuna is just toying with him, tossing him around, beating him up, uh, and pretty much killing all of his uh Sikigamis. But when it looks like it's the end, he's gonna uh kill him. <sighs> He turns to Fujiguro and he's like, hey, um, why did you run? And he's like, you, he, I guess he senses something in Fujiguro and was like, hey, you could have done something. You could have fought back. You have real potential. Why did you run? That doesn't make any sense. You're like, well, whatever. Doesn't really matter. And when it seems like Fujiguro is at the end of his limb and he's about to unleash his really powerful attack, that's when Sukuna's like, Yes, this is what I'm sensing. Um, and he's like, All right, kid, give me a good uh, good fight. And when it looks like they're about to go at it again, that's when he stops and he like thanks Itadori for everything he did and you know, telling him, um, like, listen, I know what you wanted, but and you did that. And and like he's able to get through to him, so Sukuna ends up getting sealed back away, and Itadori comes out. But it's not all good news because, of course, he does not have his heart. So he tells a Fujigoro, "Hey, uh, sorry, you know, I'm caused all this mess again." But he's like, "Listen, have a good life, live your life to the fullest, and don't die with any regrets." And just flops over and dies right in front of Fujiguro. I was like, "Oh my god." God, this basically did. Well, I'm not gonna reveal that yet, but yeah, basically our main character is dead. So the one character that died was uh, uh, Itadori. So the next episode, we find out that this whole thing of them going there and taking care of that uh, hatched egg was all just a ploy by the elders to get rid of Itadori. They really, really don't like that Gojo, you know, suspended, you know, his execution to do what they're trying to do to collect the fingers and then kill him. They're like, no, we need to get rid of him as soon as possible. So they concocted this plan to get rid of Itadori. And they actually were, they were totally fine with uh, killing off uh, Fujiguro and uh, Kujisaki since, you know, they are kind of quote unquote followers of Gojo and they don't like Gojo. Which is funny because the one who was there, the te- not the teacher, like the assistant, was like, if they wanted to get Itadori, why didn't they just do that themselves? Or, you know, why did, why did they involve the two other kids? And he's like, they, that probably was like a blessed uh, two birds with one stone for them. Since, you know, he, <clears throat> he revealed that he is trying to grow his own Jujutsu sorcerers with his mindset and push out the uh, the old mindset that like, the elders have, you know, to change the way the Jujutsu world is. And they don't like that. So they're like, listen, we need to get rid of anyone who's a threat. So Itadori is like a major threat and the other two were bonuses. So they're like, well, if they had to die, that's just an added bonus for us, which really pisses off Gojo. Cause he's like, I should have saw this coming. 
I didn't think they would really endanger innocent students just to get to Itadori, and they probably targeted them anyway since they are students of mine. <clears throat> so, you know, at one point he's like, maybe I should just go just kill them all. Because, uh, of course, at this point we figure he's very, very strong, probably the, as I said, I think he's like the strongest sorcerer in the world. So there he's like, maybe I should just kill them all and be done with it. So, you know, they're about to examine on Itadori's body. We go back to Fujiguro and Kujisaki, who are moaning, mourning <clears throat> over Itadori's death. And, you know, they're really sad about that. That's when they meet three other characters. We meet uh, the second years. <coughs> who tell them about an event that's coming up where they and the Kyoto school uh, have like this huge competition where they fight and they're like, normally it's only for, what the hell? I think that was my speaker. Yeah, I, did. I bought a new speaker. So I think it was salon. I guess since I wasn't using it, it turned off. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, right, uh, eat, um, the school, yeah. So hit that school, the one in Tokyo and the one in Kyoto, uh, normally it's only for, I guess they think you said it's only for third and second years, so first years normally don't, but I guess the third years at the Tokyo school did something, so they are suspended and unable to participate in the, uh, uh, in the, uh, they call it a festival, I think it's a festival, one second actually. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know why it's on my throat today. It's just super dry, but um, <clears throat> that's why I can't I can't do this for talk about the whole twelve uh twenty four episodes because that'd be way too long. So um, what was I saying? Um, school. All oh, right, the third years at the Tokyo school apparently did something. They didn't really go into details on what they did to get like suspended. So they are unable to do the uh, able to participate in the festival. So the first years are able to get a chance. Um, at first, you know, they're still kind of moaning over Itadori, but they realized that this was something Itadori would want it and they want to be strong so that something like that doesn't happen again. They're able to like fight alongside him. And he doesn't, you know, they don't have to <clears throat> sacrifice another uh, comrade. So they're like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, at the meantime, uh, we get back into Itadori's subconscious, and him and Sukuna are pretty much having a little spat. He's like, damn it, you killed me. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, I could resurrect this body and just take it over. But he's like, well, <clears throat> he's like, I need your body, but you clearly don't want to do what I want. So he's like, okay, let's make a deal. Um, at first, he's like, listen, give me uh, access to your body for one minute, and in that one minute, I won't kill any of your friends and whatnot. And he's like, hell no. He's like, I'm going to believe you. In that one minute, you'll probably kill everyone. And he's like, ugh, you know. So he's like, fine. Uh, here's uh, the second, here's another version of the deal. Um, we'll fight, and if I win, you have to uh, I'll get control of your body, uh, 
when the circumstances require or when you call for me and the second part is that you won't remember the deal which was pretty weird but i don't understand that and like you make the deal so that they could switch like hey you call out for me when we want to switch but he doesn't remember making the deal so he has no idea of him switching which i guess kind of plays into what happened what's gonna happen later on which is pretty i don't know that's so weird i didn't really get that i hope they explain that later but he's like, okay, but if you win, then I'll listen to you. And he's like, okay, fine. I'm going to kick your, your ass. And then he literally slices off Itadori's head and pretty much wins. So, you know, just as the doctor comes in and is about to dissect Itadori's body to, you know, uh, set him up for the morgue and whatnot, he wakes up and he's like, uh, first, the, the assistant's freaking out, like, holy crap, he's alive. And Gojo's like, hey, kid. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? What's going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot I was dead. So that's when uh, Gojo's like, okay, kid, we need to get you trained. And he's like, uh, we're not going to reveal that you're still alive to the higher-ups yet. Because if we did, then they would just set out more people. They would just set up another thing to kill you. So he's like, we need, are gonna, I'm going to train you so that you are more powerful to defend yourself. Uh, so he's like, eh, so we'll reveal to you when the festival comes around. So in that, I think it's like a month. He's like, in that month, I'm going to train you to, you know, control your cursed energy and get you stronger. So the first thing he does is teaches him how to constantly can uh, put out his cursed energy, uh, which he does by like, hey, okay, you need to watch this movie and have a constant normal stream of cursed energy flowing out from you. But and then he gives him one of the, the curse dolls that the, I guess, the principal made. And it's like, once it senses that you're not doing that anymore, it'll punch you and, like, I guess, <laughs> snap you back into it, which is hilarious when it's, like, it's punching him. And it's pretty funny because they do have this reference. Let me see if I can find a clip for it. Because that was pretty funny how he just rambled up because he was, like, telling him, hey, 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 um what's this um i want to learn cool moves like you guys and he's like oh you can't really do that and he's like what do you mean that's not fair and he's like i want to do this i want to do this i want to do rasengan and bankai and i was like did he just did he just mention other shonen stuff i thought it was hilarious he's like i want to do this i want to learn bankai and uh rasengan and he was so funny i loved it uh, let me see if I can find it because that was hell pretty, it was hilarious. There were some hilarious moments in this show, just really funny. Um, I'm gonna keep talking until I find it. Um, but um, do, 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 do. what was I gonna say? Is that it? No, that wasn't that was something else that wasn't the same thing, but that wasn't. Oh, here we go. I think I found it. Oop, they got skipped it. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. I'm just trying to see if I can find it. It was so funny, just the way he just rambled up all those, <clears throat> like, main shonen stuff. Uh, hold on one second, let me see if I can find it.
Okay, I did find it. It was hilarious. Let me just play it so you guys could hear it. Cause that was just, I was so funny when he said all that, and I was like, did he just? Oh, he totally did. Okay, here we go. Oh, this sucks big time. Someone wanted to pull off a spirit gun or a bank or a rosin gun or a just I was just like, the way he's just like, oh, yeah, I missed that one part when he said spirit gun. He's like, oh, I wanted to pull off a spirit gun or a bankai or a rasen gun. I was like, did he just name off a bunch of shonen, main shonen attacks? I was like, he totally freaking did. That is hilarious. And like, you see in the scene, you know, he pulls off like the, like a, a cardboard thing of the spirit gun and he pulls out like a paper uh, Ichigo sword of a bankai, and he's like, "Oh, I wanted," to, and then like a paper version of the Rasengan. They're just like, "Oh my god!" So at this point, uh, Itadori is learning to train, as well as the other students for the festival. That's when um, <clears throat> some kids from the uh, what is it from the Kyoto come, and they are like, pretty much they have like a have hate rivalry with the school. With the Tokyo uh, school, because they are pretty cruel. They like show up, and the one guy Toto show comes up to Fujiguro, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, oh, I'm gonna fight you and test your strength and whatnot." Or he's like, "I won't kill you if you tell me what your taste in women is," and he's just looking like, "What does that have to do with anything? Why does that have to do with us?" fighting i'm confused and he's like just tell me he's like oh i love mines with a something a thick uh small waist and a big ass i think that's what he said i was like okay he's like just tell me just tell me uh and he's like "Mm -hmm." find that He's like, yeah, 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 that's what I, um, uh, he's like, okay, I guess I have to tell you, because I feel like you're just not gonna, I forgot what he said exactly, but it was pretty, a good, it was a good response, especially for what the girls were like, okay, because it's funny, because Kuzisaki was like, oh, if you said, uh, a girl, with big boobs, I would have slapped you. And he's like, oh my god, shut up. Like, I didn't even say all that. Come on. Uh, but he, I guess that wasn't a good answer for him, but he's just like, uh, no. Um, so, you know, they do have this little fight, and, um, you know, he's really kicking uh, Fujigoro around, beating him up. And as Kuzushaki's about to go help, that's when the girl who's there pulls a gun on her, and it was like, don't even try it. That's when she's, I guess, you find out she's able to control bullets with her curse energy, so she shoots up uh, Kuzushaki, but not badly. Uh, that's when, uh, we didn't get to say the girl is mock the second year, one girl, the girl is Maki, then there's Panda, who is a panda, which you find out, uh, did we find out in the first 12 episodes? No, I think you find out later, so I won't reveal that, so we have Panda, and then we have another kid, I forget his name, but he has, like, this curse speak, so he can't speak normally, because if he does, then he'll affect the people around him and probably almost kill him, so he talks in, uh, 
ingredients of sushi so he doesn't trigger his curse talk so you know the maki comes to help uh kusaki that's when we find out that her and the other girl are twin sisters but i guess go to different jujutsu schools and then the panda and the salmon guy i call him salmon guy uh help out fujiguro by stopping uh toto that's when they're like listen you need to chill this is not what we're here for uh, we go back and Gojo is um about to go meet the principal to talk about something when he like tells the assistant who's driving him like, hey, just drop me here. Tell him I'm going to be a little late. And he's like, uh, okay. I don't know what's going on, but all right. Uh, before that, I actually did skip something. We do meet these cursed spirits. And apparently they're working with this Jujutsu sorcerer, which we don't really know why he's working with cursed spirits, but... They're pretty much like all humanity is uh is fall is falled and they are imperfect, but we are the more uh superior and perfect beings, so we want to again eliminate all humans, which kind of make doesn't make any sense in my mind. I mean, like this villain, so they don't really make sense, but it's like you were created by the manifestation of humans emotion so if i mean yeah you have a physical fiend now but if it wasn't for humans you wouldn't even be alive right now so it's like what but it's like okay whatever so they pretty much think they're the superior beings humans are the quote-unquote insects and parasites of the world and they need to be eliminated so now they're working with this jujutsu sorcerer which we do get flashes of him from other people's point of view which honestly he must i really want to know his backstory and like why he is doing this and why he seems to be okay with getting rid of humanity if he's a jujutsu sorcerer but they're in this cafe and you know they're talking about their plan and this funny because this one guy since he doesn't he's not as he's not a Jewish sorcerer but I guess he's more spiritually aware because he senses like there's something going on in the area where the Jewish sorcerer is and you know he's in these he has like all these empty seats to them but he senses the presence of the other curses and he's like um yeah I'm quitting I'm getting the hell out of here which is actually was the, a good good call on him because when the manager goes over to tell the juice sorcerer like hey um if you're not going to order your thing you need to leave um that's when he, you know they're talking and they're like listen uh in order for our plan to be successful you need to seal up uh gojo and you need to get itadori and sukuna on our side which is pretty funny because then the one of the curses the one that ends up doing what he's about to do is like oh why don't we just kill him the uh gojo uh he should be that he can't be that powerful and they're like no the only way the plan would work is if we seal him away he is way too powerful for any of us to defeat we would just get killed if we if we try to fight him head on he's like that's ridiculous um and pretty much tries to like go and it's like i'm gonna go do this i'll take care of him and then we'll get itadori on our side and he's like bubbling up and he's like this lava spirit or whatnot and he's like bubbling up and then when the manager comes over and is like hey you need to order something or leave he the, i guess the heat and the lava he's like spurshing out just comes out and the dude catches on fire just burning and dying and then everyone in the, the cafe is catching on fire and just burning and the one waitress just 
watching in horror as everyone else around her is just combusting and she just has no idea what's going on and it looks like she's about to escape and just as she's inches from the door about to get out she too bursts into flames like let me tell you people die in this show like holy crap people would just be dying left and right in this show oh my goodness that whole scene i was just like that's when i really was like oh people be dying in this show like literally just a whole cafe of people just got burned to death I was like, oh, people just be dying in this world. Holy crap. So we go back to Gojo telling his assistant, hey, don't drop me off here. I'm going to be good. He leaves. He drops him off. And that's when the lava guy comes. And he's like, I don't see why everyone's so scared of you, Froer. I'm going to take you out right here so that we can get on with our plans. Uh, that's when Gojo realizes that he is a unregistered uh, special grade. Um He's even more powerful than a regular special grade. So he's like, something's going on. He's like, he seems to know me. So he's working with someone and they're trying to do something. So, you know, he looks like he's being overwhelmed. But that's when we find about his uh, ability and how he's able to, I guess, um, he's like able to sense, like he's able to like, put around like I guess control like the gravity around him or the force around him so that people that nothing can really really get close enough to him to affect him that's how like when he's like tells the spirit hey hey come in you know put your hand on top of mine and he's just like this must be a trick and he's like no 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 trick come 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 and he does it and you see like this weird barrier thing blocking their fingers just inches away from each other and he's like yeah see that's my power I'm able to control that and that's he that's when he starts overwhelming the spirit and the spirit is just like oh this is why he said we need to seal him he's way too powerful um he's then he gets tossed around all willy-nilly that's when uh, Gojo just disappears for like 10 seconds which you find out from what Itadori says he goes uh, picks up the door and like, hey, come here. You need to watch this. Yeah, this is a good lesson for you to get. And he zips back to the battlefield. That's when Itadori is like, um, we were just, I was just at the school like ten seconds ago. How the hell did we get here so fast? And that's when he like is taunting the spirit, like, you're not even that powerful. I could easily kill you. I'm just using you to teach my student. That's when he gets mad and he unleashes his. Uh, domain expansion of like this huge like lava magma world and that's when he tells Dory hey pretty much if you get trapped in someone's domain expansion it's pretty much over it's like a one hit uh accurate or will never miss a hit uh the only way to do it is if you could somehow get out of the world which is pretty hard and dangerous or if you're domain expansion is more powerful and overlaps over theirs and pretty much crushes theirs which he does unleash his because then that's when he i uh, should have said he's been moving blind he'll blindfold all this time which we find out i guess is something that most sorcerers with really high powers do they cover their eyes i guess it like helps them control their power so they don't accidentally unleash it on people um, that's when he reveals his eye, and let me tell you, oh my days and peace. The people who's watched Jujutsu Kaisen know if you've seen images of Gojo without the blindfold on, that man has some beautiful eyes. Oh my goodness! So he does his domain expansion. I forgot what it was called, and pretty much it's like just takes out this spirit. But before he could kill it, um, another spirit comes and 
creates this field of flowers which calms them down which he finds out is like a, has like a calming feature to stop people from fighting picks up the lava spirit and escapes that's when gojo's like oh yeah something's definitely going on we might even have a traitor in our midst working with these spirits and he's like all right itadori we really need to get your training underway because it seems like something big's about to happen um so next episode next like what was the next like one two three four yeah pretty much the next five episodes deal with this whole storyline of there's this kid who is being constantly bullied and harassed at his school and I think like the most popular kid in school was like using his family's like name and money to like get his way even to the point that even teachers were like taking his side and it was very clearly he was the one at wrong and they were just turning a blind eye because I guess his family was like rich and whatnot um so you know he skips school he goes to this um hot in the hospital a movie theater watch a movie but then like these three guys are there just being super loud interrupting the movie while he's trying to watch it so he's really pissed then he sees like this guy come up and tells them like hey you're being too loud and just deforms them and just kills them right there like oh my god that them being deformed was just whoa what the hell just happened so um actually i think they were classmates three of them were the three that were there were some of the people who were bullying him at school so you know he's even more like oh just shut up i'm trying to watch the movie so when he sees him die he of course is shocked but he's more interested in what that person just did so you know chases after them and calls out to them later that's when um itadori and now his new kind of quote-unquote temporary mentor uh kento uh goes there and you know investigate the scene and try to figure out what's going on that's when they encounter two cursed spirits that's when we see kento's uh ability how he's able to he uses like this sword wrapped up in like like zebra print or something and how he's able to if he cuts straight diagonally he's able to create like a critical hit within it that is really damaging to cursed spirits so we see that and then we see itadori's ability how he's able to power curse energy into his fists and to launch like a powerful attack but the way he does it is that he does a punch and it releases curse energy and then there's like a delay with a more powerful punch Ooh, excuse me but then um when they uh examine the spirits they find out that they are actually they were humans and were probably the humans that were the two the two there was two of them so the two of the three boys that were dead there so they're like what's going on someone is somehow turning humans into cursed spirits instead of you know human emotions turning creating cursed spirits so it's like okay something's going on uh of course this gets to dory because he's like this is that's wrong they, they didn't deserve that that's terrible um that's when they find out about the kid I forget what his name is junpei so they you know that's when they find out that junpei was there in the movie theater and walked out and was like looking for someone so that like he is probably in the like come to the conclusion that he might be involved or he caused it but they're like we need to confirm before we really go into it so he tells Dory and the assistant like hey uh come up with a plan 
to, you know, to get in contact with him and figure out what's going on while he was going to investigate on the ground. That's when he comes across the uh, her spirit that's doing this. I think his name is Mahito. Mahito. Let's uh, find out he's actually a new created cursed spirit. And he has an ability that he's that he's able to turn humans into cursed objects and cursed spirits that he can control. So they end up having this huge fight, which was pretty amazing, uh, you know. And he's like, and he's like, oh, you're really. He's like, he's done it with just regular humans. Please. Then he's like, oh, you're a perfect specimen to try my powers on, since you know. I've never tried it on an actual Jujutsu sorcerer, so how would you turn out to be? Would you be powerful? Uh, this, and it's funny to the way the fight was going and how he was really overpowering him. You would think, I was thinking, oh God, this dude's about to die. This teacher's about to die. I can't right now. But he doesn't because after, I guess, a certain time, which he calls overtime, he's able to... <sighs> really like power up and go to like this like last minute mode and you know it looks like he's about to he even he's not able to defeat him he's only able to he's able to wound him pretty seriously then he like takes it attack slashes at the wall and it's like hey we survived this i'll meet you next time and i'll kill you pretty much having the wall and everything collapse around them uh we think they're both dead but we see that he the mahito it was able to slimmer out while the teacher was able to get out but he does have a huge scar he was able, he was bleeding from the side because the, the mahito did touch him a little bit wasn't enough to deform him but it was enough to cause serious damage but at the time, Itadori and the assistant is running into Junpei. Uh, first, we see a teacher kind of forcing him to come back to school and apologize for something, which, which you do find out is like really bull bullshit. Probably was just the main bully being like, oh, he's the one who started all this. Uh, if he apologizes, then I'll let bygones be bygones. And being like, listen, just apologize. It's fine. That's when Itadori interrupts and he's like, um, Hey, and you know, pretty much he released a t shirt by pulling down his pants and being like, You can't catch me. And then he, uh, you know, chases after him, like, How dare you do that to me, you little punk? Then he turns back around, and he's like, Hey, let's talk. And he, he's like, Wait a minute, how'd you get back around? You just ran away a second ago. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I ran around the block. And he's like, How'd you do that? And he's like, Oh, that's not really important. Let's talk. Um, so he, you know, goes to, they talk, and that's when they have in common of him really being a fan of movies, and Itadori being, you know, kind of, quote-unquote, for his training, watching all those movies, they uh, really talk about some of the horror movies that they've watched, and which one was their favorite, and they really start bonding, and you think, oh, they're not going to be friends and whatnot, because this whole time we see that Mahito is really, uh, corrupting and, and trying to influence Junpei into like I guess being like someone on their side so you see him like interacting with Itadori being like oh maybe maybe Itadori will help him see the average ways and you know maybe he'll join his side um, but he's like <clears throat> so then his mom shows up and is like oh you made a friend would like to join us for dinner they go you know they have a good time and they enjoy everything then Itadori is like, hey, um, do, 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 do. yeah, that's, uh, do, do. that's when, um, <clears throat> now they have a talk, and he is like, listen, once how can you stay positive with everything that's happened, he's like, 
don't he's like you have powers why are you using them like the way you do and he's like I don't have any regrets if I could save someone around me and I have the power to do so I want to be able to do that then live in regret knowing that I let that person die without lifting a finger to help which really gets to Junpei when he, then you think he's gonna get like a a change of heart and maybe join Itadori's side. That's when the mom wakes up after being drunk, finds a cursed thing, one of uh, Sukuna's cursed fingers, and you see a cursed spirit behind her, and you're like, oh, no, no, please, no. Yes, next scene you see, she is dead. She was killed by the cursed spirit to get the cursed finger. So you're like, oh, son of a... Oh, jeez. So that really like freaks him out because he's uh junpei because he's like no this how could this happen how did this get in my house because of this my mother is dead that's when mahito kind of manipulates him again and being like it's possible someone cursed your mother that cursed you and by doing so cursed your mother that's what attracted the curse to her causing that cursed spirit to come and kill her so he's like do you have anyone in mind that could have done something like this and this whole time, he's kind of like, quote-unquote, been training him to use his curse energy. So he's like, yes, I do. That's when he uh, goes to the school that he's going to, which we find out. It's kind of like a huge thing that they're trying to do. They're trying to force uh, Itadori to form a contract with Sukuna that would benefit them as well. So, you know, he they're, like, pretty much coercing the uh, Junpei to play, like, be their little puppet and play along and help their plan get what to where they needed to be. But um, so you know, we that's when we mean like the main bully, and we find out that he's winning this award for this paper he wrote. But then we find out that one of the participants who won like second place was the one who was like pretty much forced to write that one for him. And he was like getting mad at him, like, hey, I didn't tell you to write such a good thing now I gotta get this award and you know pretty much screwed me but he's like well you were such an idiot you wrote me an amazing paper and didn't even write a good paper for yourself so that you could win so like well whatever you know being pretty much a pretty much a selfish uh rich kid uh thinking he has the whole world in the palm of his hand he can do whatever he wants that's when uh pretty much like the students pass out from something and the teachers are like what's going on and then Junpei comes up and he's like yeah uh I'm pretty much here to get my revenge because you're probably the you probably were that mad that I was not gonna bow to your whim that you cursed my mother and now she's dead because of you so you're gonna pay uh starts really kind of torturing him almost killing him when Itadori steps in he's like listen don't do it it's not worth it that's when we find his ability he's able to like create this jellyfish thing that's create poison and he's like fighting Itadori like listen I have to do this they need to pay for what they've done he's like listen I understand you're mad but this is not the right way this is not what your mother would have wanted um the time they're fighting and whatnot he's like listen if you just listen I I will be the person by your side I will help you get through this it's like your powers can be used for good you can do what your mother you could be something your mother can be proud of come join the Juju Castle with me and you know we can use your powers and save some lives and <coughs> oh and then Mahiko comes out and he attacks Dory and Jupiter's like no 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 he's cool he's cool you, you don't have to do that and he's like oh you idiot I was just using you this whole time to get to him and he was then he that's when he um touches Junpei and deforms him into one of his cursed uh, puppet things and that really gets to Itadori because he's like no 
we had a pretty much he's like oh once they're like this they can never be he can never be changed back so he's like um he'll pretty much die like this um he's like no that's not true and he's like telling him like hey come on you can do this try to get back and he's like he in his new deformed form is like please i'm sorry just kill me and it's like no so he's like he's screaming at sukuna listen i'll make a deal for you whatever deal you want just please help me save him change him back to normal and that's when um they think their plan's about to work and he's like yes he's doing what we want we'll get we'll be able to achieve our goal and sukuna's like no and they're like what He's like, no, I'm not going to help you. Fuck you. I'm not going to do that. And pretty much that's what causes Junpei to die. And it's like, oh, no. Which is funny because if you see the opening, you see him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they really tricked you in that opening. They really uh, think that you, you well, after you like see his character and you see, you know, him and Ijidori has like flashes of what they could have been in the future and how he could have been like a juice sorcerer and joining him and Fujiguro and Kujisaki as first years and you stand and you when you if you really look at the opening you see him in it so you're thinking oh you know he's gonna become a juice sorcerer and fight alongside him but then like the episode that he dies like the next episode in the opening he's gone so I'm like oh you sons of bitches you really tricked me into thinking he was gonna join the group but then you killed them off and I was like oh they did that was I gotta admit that got me kind of I was like oh what I was like, oh, they tricked you. They take, they tricked me into thinking he was gonna join the group, and he didn't. But that's really, really good because a, a lot of people that uh, don't like to um, watch the openings are like, oh, it's spoilers. That was not a spoiler because they really do flip it, and they had you thinking he was gonna join the group, and he ends up doesn't. So, you know, uh, at this point, he's dead, and he and this really pushes Itadori to the max, and he's able to put serious damage on Mahito, which is something that even the other teacher, uh, Kento, wasn't able to do. So, you know, they're able to fight, and that's when Kento arrives, when he looks like is about to be killed, which is funny, because he does, uh, Mahito does touch Itadori a few times and about to deformed him. That's when Sukuna warns him one time, like, hey, don't even think of touching this body, because if you do, you'll pay, you'll have to deal with me, so, you know, he's like, okay, I can't do that, but in the middle of a fight again, he does try to do it again, that's when, uh, Sukuna gets mad, and I'll get to that, but it's like, Idori's about to lose, that's when teacher Kento comes and arrives, and he's like, listen, he's like, um, how were you able to, you know, uh, he sees that he's bleeding from the nose, and he's like, uh, Idori, how'd you do that, and he's like, I just, punched him he's like you were able to make contact with him he's like yeah why and he's like that's when he's like okay for some reason Isidori's powers has an effect on him and he won't you know and it's, he realizes that he's not he can't he's not deforming Isidori with his touch like he would with anyone else so that's when he's like okay you're probably the best bet to uh, take this guy down to it. He obviously is not trying to kill you he's trying to keep you alive for some reason so he's like okay we I will help you get openings and we'll take them down together. So, you know, they do. And at first it seems like it's going well, but then he unleashes three corpse uh three course cursed spirits at them and to like distract the door so that he can take down the teacher but then each door you know at first doesn't want to kill him because he's like they're still humans but he hears them crying for help and being like please just end my suffering. So I he does I think end up killing them. So 
which is pretty, you know, something Jor does not want to do, but he saw that it was suffering, so he does. So he comes back to the fight, and I forget what happened. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So after realizing he couldn't defeat both of them together, he creates his own domain expansion. Uh, first, he traps the teacher in it. Uh, he traps the teacher in it because, of course, like I said, he's trying to keep Itadori alive. So he traps the teacher in it, trying to kill the teacher, and somehow, and then Itadori is somehow able to break through the dimension, the domain from the outside, uh, while Sukuna destroys it entirely. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's when he tries to attack uh, Yuji again. And that's when uh, Tsukuna's like, listen, I warned you, don't touch this kid. And pretty much they're both in like his domain expansion. And that's when he's telling him like, I warned you, don't try that again. And really just lays a smack down on Mahito, really seriously injuring him. Looks like they're about to kill him. That's when he escapes through the sewers and um, he gets away. They go back to the gym where all the other students are. Uh, all none of them are dead. They are unconscious from the poison and whatever. And the one that uh, Junpei was really uh, laying it in doesn't die. He does have some serious injuries though. And he, I think, uh, I forget what happens. Does he get like ex- doesn't get expelled? I think he gets like suspended, and then has to write a letter of apology, which is to the um you know for the mom and you know for him so they like at first I don't think no that I don't think they they think he's dead they think he transferred schools because of what happened so they don't know that he's dead they think he's transferred schools so they're like you need to write a letter of apology to him to apologize for everything that you did and, and even the kid is like well you weren't standing up for him either why are you acting like this now? And he's like, yeah, I wasn't able to stand up for him, but I'm going to write that wrong and make it right. And you are going to pay for everything that you've done. Of course, like I said, at this point, they don't think, they don't know that he's dead. They think he just transferred. That's when we turn back to Itadori and the teacher. And he, you know, is sad. Like all these people, the three corpses that he ended up killing and then Jupei and his mom, they weren't able to save. So he just really, really, you know, heartbroken about that he really wanted to save his friend but wasn't able to and you know they got involved and end up getting you know sacrificed for whatever goal they had that's when um that's when um Itadori is like listen I need to get stronger I need to get more powerful so that something like this doesn't happen again and so that's when Itadori vows that he will never lose to anyone ever again so that's like I said that's a good stopping point since the next one kind of goes into the whole plot of of the whole uh, Kyoto and Tokyo uh, school uh, program or festival whatever they called it going into that, which is a pretty long arc, and there are some major fights in that that uh, were pretty cool. So um, that's what I'm going to end right there. I want to thank you all again for listening. So like I said, um, I'm going to see... We'll see if uh, I'm able to get the nation on next week so that we can talk about the next two story arcs and Black Clover. If not, then I will jump back into Jujutsu Kaisen and finish the last 
12 episodes. Well, it'll be like 14 to 24. So last 10 episodes. So thank you once again for listening, you guys. And I will see you all next time. Don't get the break, it's a wolf. Don't have to break. Yellow, you're a cool, you know, you're a cool. I'm keeping.